Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Is there a certain outfielder the Cardinals are actively shopping? Who is it? Are the Cardinals going to add more starting pitching? What about the bullpen? What does John Mosaylock need to do as the winter meetings progress in Nashville? All of that and much, much more on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. So let's get right into it. The rumors are swirling. The winter meetings have kicked off in Nashville, Tennessee. And for those of you who don't know, the the winter meetings is where a lot of the groundwork was laid for the move, the, the Paul Goldschmidt trade. Um, so things happen at the the winter meetings. The Cardinals have a history of de- getting deals done, or at least progressing deals at at the winter meetings. And the rumor now is that the St. Louis Cardinals are actively shopping outfielder Tyler O'Neill, and it, it's bizarre because. For an organization that is typically mums the word, they don't typically tell you what the plan is, right? They don't typically come out and say, oh, this is what we're going to do. That's essentially what John Mosellock did, right? And and this is a direct quote from the St. Louis Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. Tyler O'Neill is somebody that we are listening to on trades. And this was given during a radio interview on the MLB network on Monday. So yesterday we're recording this on December 5th, Tuesday. And he said this when discussing the state of the St. Louis Cardinals going into 2024. Now O'Neal batted 231, 23 extra base hits, nine home runs, 21 RBIs in 72 games last season, right? It wasn't what we were expecting from Tyler O'Neal and Tyler O'Neal he's been injured. He's, he's been inconsistent. He's, you know, he hasn't been reliable. And so this doesn't really come as a surprise to anybody. And if the Cardinals can pull a move trading away, Tyler O'Neill and adding to their bullpen, let's say in that trade, I don't know what that trade's going to be. Likely it's not going to be anybody prominent because the value of Tyler O'Neill right now is very, very low. I'll just say that right out, right out of the gate. It may be a lower level prospect that they get for Tyler O'Neill. It may not be an MLB ready player. That's very possible. John Mosellock in the past has been open to those kinds of deals. The Cardinals have shown that proclivity in the past to not necessarily need MLB talent in return for these kinds of players. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world that Mosellock came out and basically said the starting outfield if the Cardinals were to take the field today would be exactly what we've discussed on this show. It would be Jordan Walker, Lars Newtbar, and Tommy Edmond in center field. That was the question that some people we still didn't have clarity on. And Dylan Carlson is the fourth outfielder. So guess what? That means Tyler O'Neill is the odd man looking out. He's he's act. The Cardinals are actively trying to trade him and they likely won't get what they think they can get for him. I mean, the the asking price can't be very high. So we'll see. It was also interesting because he also said that this is something that we need to do. We need to give 
players every day at bats. We need to give Brendan Donovan every day at bats. We need to give Nolan Gorman every day at bats. And that was music to my ears because that's what I was saying all of last year is that the Cardinals need to solidify clear roles for players because right now they have so many players that they wanted to play. And it was tough. I mean, it put Ali Marmol in a tough spot. So I think there's a lot of truth to what he's talking about there. I think that's very true. And trading away Tyler O'Neill would help clear up the pipes, make solidified roles for players. And it looks like the Cardinals have a better plan this year going into 2024 than they did last year. And trading away Tyler O'Neill is a good way to do that. And it also clears the way for potentially a Victor Scott coming up, which I don't know if the Cardinals are banking on him playing in 2024, but that is an exciting prospect that we've discussed before on this show. So somebody to keep an eye on for sure. But as of right now, you're starting outfield. If they were to play tomorrow, Jordan Walker, Lars Newtbar, Tommy Edmond in center field, not, not bad, not, not a bad outfield. If Jordan Walker can improve defensively, that's the million million dollar question. And I think he will. I think he's young enough. I think he's around the right people. Willie McGee is still in that clubhouse. So again, the rumor, the, the biggest rumor, the most latest rumor, I, I should say, is that the St. Louis Cardinals are listening to offers for Tyler O'Neill. Now, the other question that we need to answer is what is the possibility the Cardinals trade for another starting pitcher? And, and what do we know? And this is this might, might be old news to, to some people, but um, on November 30th, it was reported that Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic. Um, so, you know, not nobody, but he's hearing that the White Sox general manager, Chris Getz, would like to wait. He would like to wait out the top end of the pitching market before dealing cease. So this means... Likely Yamamoto needs to go. Aaron Nola's already went. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery. Some of these names need to get signed before Chris Getz would be, you know, would would like to make a move, right? He's going to make a move regardless. I mean, if he gets the right package that he's looking for that exceeds his expectations, he's going to make a move. It doesn't matter the timing of the move. I'm just, I'll just say that right now. Um, and that may, you know, that that makes a lot of sense for him to wait, but. The big news was that the Cardinals are remain interested in trading for Dylan Cease. And when I saw this report, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit because I it it all like sure, am, am I interested in a Rolls-Royce or a, you know, am I interested in going to a vacation uh, in, in the Bahamas? Yeah. Well, what's it going to what's what's it going to cost, right? What's it going to cost? Are the, would the Cardinals be willing to give up, let's say, Nolan Gorman for Dylan Cease? Uh, and if the answer is no, then you're probably not getting Dylan Cease. Are you willing to give up Tink Hentz in a deal, your your top pitching prospect in a deal to get Dylan Cease? Knowing the Cardinals, like I know the Cardinals, they won't be interested in doing that. I would say that there's a 2% chance that they trade for a starting pitcher like Dylan Cease or Tyler Glasnow. I think the Cardinals are 95% of the way done with their starting pitchers pitching. I do think just based on recent, you know, comments made by Mosaic, they're, they're slowly tiptoeing their way out of the room, the starting pitching room. They're slowly backing into the bushes, much like Homer Simpson. Uh, they're, they're tiptoeing their way out of the conversation with starting pitching. 
and are they calling about Glasnow and Cease and Shane Bieber and all these guys? Yeah, they probably are. But then they hear the the asking price. It's kind of like walking into a shop to see what's in there. It's like, ah, oh, you know, like maybe Dylan Cease is in there. Tyler Glasnow is in there. Yeah, this is kind of flashy. Let's uh, let's go let's go see the price. Oh, Nolan Gorman. Oh no way. Oh no. That that's way too pricey for a, an organization like the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the other question is: Should they do that? Should they be interested in trading away a Tommy Edmond, a Nolan Gorman for the services of a Dylan Cease, who who does have multiple years of control left on his contract? I think it's something they should consider. I think if they were to trade for a Dylan Cease or a Glasnow, and Glasnow has some big time injury concerns some very legitimate concerns there. So out of the two, I'd probably prefer Cease, but Glasnow has been elite when he's been on the on the mound, when he's been healthy. Out of the do I think that that's a move they should make? Yeah, I think it's a move they should consider because starting pitching, young controllable starting pitching is the most rare commodity in all of baseball and it's the commodity that the Cardinals need and the the way they have their starting pitching rotation structured right now, I mean, look at, I mean, just look at it. And I love Sonny Gray. He's 34 years old on a three-year deal. That's the longest deal that the Cardinals currently have on a starting pitcher, right? Uh, they have, they signed Lance Lynn to a one-year deal. They, it could be a mutual option for a second year, 36 years old. Kyle Gibson, one year, mutual second year. He could be out the door after this year. Uh Steven Matz, couple years left on the deal. Michael Michaelis just signed an extension, couple years left on the deal. These are all, as we know, pitchers in their 30s, some, some of them well into their mid-30s. This is the Cardinals still need to be developing starting pitching and to be acquiring young starting pitching at every single level of their organization. And do do I think they still need some long-term solutions at starting pitcher? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, they should be considering doing this. And I know it's going to hurt, but you remember when we were talking about, oh, you're going to have to reach the puke point of making a deal? That's the cost of admission. And this is what happens. And I hate to go back here because I feel like I'm taking five steps back. This is what happens when you ignore starting pitching for three or four years. And you put on the Band-Aid over a, over a cannonball wound. This is what happens when the floor just absolutely falls out. And Lynn and Gibson, while yes, they do, they're going to shore up some innings for you. They're going to bring stability. They're fine pitchers. I think those are fine moves. But y- you, what you really need is to just reinforce that bullpen. And it, or not but the bullpen, the starting pitching. You just need to reinforce that starting pitching group with young arms. And to get somebody stable in there that can be the, your starting pitcher for who's not 35 years old, who's in his 20s, right? Like a Dylan Cease would make a lot of sense. So yes, I think they should absolutely consider doing that. But will it, you know, will we have to trade away one of our precious commodities? Yes, you have to trade away something to get something. That's how things work, especially when it comes to starting pitching in Major League Baseball. That's just how it works, how it works. And we all know that the Cardinals defense last season wasn't up to par. Now, will it get better? Yeah, I think it's going to be better this year. But getting a swing and miss pitcher like Dylan Cease 
would 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 be really nice. Getting a getting a strikeout pitcher like Tyler Glasnow, that would be really nice. That's something they need. Young, controllable starting pitching. So, will the Cardinals do it? No, they're not going to they're not going to make a trade for a starting pitcher. I I hate to burst your bubble. Uh should they do it? Absolutely they should. And I I would be willing to give up Tommy Edmond, I would be willing to give up Nolan Gorman, I would be willing to give up whoever to make that happen. If I feel if I really feel like this is a, a top of the line, one, two in the rotation for the next five, six years that we could work out a deal to make him a long-term Cardinal, then absolutely you take that chance. We are going to pause to hear a message from our sponsor, but on the other side of the commercial, what other moves might the St. Louis Cardinals make? Will there be a bullpen upgrade? The MLB draft lottery is today. And what's going on with Yadier Molina? All of that and much, much more after this word from our sponsors. We are back on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. If you'd like to ask a question or engage in conversation on this podcast, you absolutely can. You can DM me um, at the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals Twitter account. That is at B-L-E-A-V-I-N-S-T-O cards on Twitter. Uh, you could also email me directly if you would like at seth.dieWOLD at gmail.com. Email your question for the show. And I would love to get some of those uh, some of those conversations going. Let me know what you think about what the Cardinals need to do with their starting pitching. Let me need to let me know if you think that they should what what they should do if if it's okay to trade away some of their top players to get starting pitchers like Nolan Gorman or Brendan Donovan or Tommy. Like, what do you think the Cardinals should do? What's going to get them back to a World Series championship? What's the right answer? And it's fun to talk about, but Mosaic's the one that has to make these moves, right? And there's more to be done, to be sure. And there's definitely more to be done in the bullpen, right? Which is what we're going to talk about next. The Cardinals definitely have work to do in the bullpen because Ryan Helsley, who's your closer, who's really good when he's healthy, but he wasn't healthy. Gallegos had a bad season last year. There's a lot of data out there that suggests he might not be the pitcher that he once was. So what is the plan for the St. Louis Cardinals? Well, there there is a report out there, and I don't know how likely it is, but uh, there is a report out there um, from the New York Post that the Cardinals are amongst the teams interested in signing Jordan Hicks. And of course, Jordan Hicks, former Cardinal, traded away at the MLB trade deadline. And the Houston Astros are the primary team that is interested. The Baltimore Orioles, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Texas Rangers are among teams that are showing interest in signing the free agent Hicks. And it makes a lot of sense because Hicks can, we, he showed that he can be the close, like a, a closer, a setup guy. He can be a versatile part of a bullpen and he's elite. Like when he's on, he's elite. Now, my problem with him is at times he's really inconsistent. He can be wild. He can be erratic. But when he's right, when he's on, we saw that he can be a legitimate closer in Major League Baseball. So very talented pitcher. Is this something the Cardinals are going to do? We'll see. They definitely need to make moves. I could see the Cardinals making a trade for a bullpen arm. That That's something I could see happening. Um, but lots of there's and there's so many of these guys out there. 
But I do think that the Cardinals have some internal options in their bullpen. I think Libertor is interesting. I think if the Cardinals were to sign another starting pitcher, Steven Matz would be an intriguing option if he were in the bullpen, right? There are so many guys that we could talk about, but it is interesting that the Cardinals are kicking the tires on bringing back uh, Jordan Hicks in free agency. And if they do sign a free agent, it means they don't have to give up any of their prospects. You know, Tink Kens is safe, Gordon Graceffo, uh, Takoa Roby. Uh, they, they wouldn't have to give up any of these guys if, if Jordan Hicks is that answer. And as far as the checklist goes for the Cardinals, this is probably the top of the, the item list, that getting a bullpen arm is probably their number one target, their number one item that they need to hit on. We might think it's starting pitching. I still think it's starting pitching, it's trading for one of these starting pitchers. But the Cardinals likely, if there's going to be, if there's a move to be made at these winter meetings, it is bullpen, 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 bullpen. And, you know, there are so many of these bullpen options that we could talk about. I mean, obviously, Josh Hader is the number one name on, on the list of uh, these contenders. The Cardinals, not going to get Josh Hader, likely. Um, Names like Hector Neris, Jacob Junis from Kansas City, Craig Kimbrell, Matt Moore, David Robertson, Chris Stratton is out there. I'm just going down the list of relievers who had the, the highest wins of ever placement. I mean, Jordan Hicks is also on this list. Andrew Chafin, Araldis Chapman. There's so many options in on the free agent market for bullpen arms. And I do believe that the Cardinals need two bullpen, at least two additions to their to their team in the bullpen we'll see if that happens or not it, if certainly there i think they're going to do uh they're going to add one it whether that's in a trade or free agency they definitely need some help there because i don't know if they can count on just like with the starting pitching you know i they need to shore up some innings in their bullpen as well because i don't know if you can count on helsley as much as you thought you could uh, with with the way he was injured this this past season you need a 1a or a 1b to to helsley's 1a i think at the back end and then i think you need another setup guy just in case gallegos can't have a, this bounce back season that we think he can have and i do think he i think he's really good but there's a chance that he's regressed a little bit and maybe he gets downgraded from a setup guy to a middle reliever or something and that's fine and you have jojo romero there you have libertor as a pseudo starter bullpen guy and, you know, other guys like John King and 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 the list goes on and on Andre Palante. And anyway, like it's you have the a lot of these middle Zach Thompson. You have a lot of these middle relievers slash pseudo starting pitchers in the bullpen right now. You just need to bolster it some. And and I think the Cardinals will. I think that's the next move that the Cardinals make. If I had to say is adding to, to this bullpen. And I think it should be a priority, too. And. And if I had to, you know, we talked about the checklist on the, the last episode of this podcast, and I still think the, the checklist is very much the same as the Cardinals progress through these winter meetings. I think, you know, starting pitcher, I think they do need another starting pitcher at the top that's going to be very tough to do. And I don't think the Cardinals are frankly going to do that, which we've discussed, but it remains an item on the, the checklist. They need a couple more arms in the bullpen, and that could come in free agency or a trade. You know, either one is fine. And then they have to figure out this outfield. They have to 
shore up. They have to have legitimate roles for players like Tommy Edmond and Nolan Gorman and Brennan Donovan. And that would come from trading an outfielder, which it looks like they're going to do. So those to me are the top three items on the Cardinals checklist. And so let's talk real briefly about a couple items as we wrap up the show. The MLB draft lottery is today as we record this. The MLB draft lottery is later tonight on December 5th. And what does this mean? What is the draft lottery and what does it mean for the St. Louis Cardinals? Well, the St. Louis Cardinals are in a position, as we all know, that they typically aren't in, which is that they have the fifth best odds of securing the number one overall pick in the MLB draft, in the 2024 MLB draft. And so this works exactly like the the NBA lottery where, you know, ping pong the the whole ping pong ball thing and uh, there's so many names in there and the cardinals have you know so the the team the teams with the best chance are the athletics the royals and the rockies they all have an 18.3 percent chance of securing the number one pick the white Sox number four at 14.5 percent the st louis cardinals have the fifth best odds at 8.3 percent the angels have a 6.1 percent chance the mets 4.3 percent Pirates, 3%. Guardians, 2%. Tigers, 1.6%. Red Sox, 1.2%. Giants, 1%. Reds, 0.9%. Padres, 0.7%. Yankees, 0.6%. Cubs, 0.2%. And I don't know why the Mariners are listed because it's a 0.0 chance um, on, on this list that I'm looking at. But these are all the teams that that didn't make the playoffs. All technically have a chance of securing this number one pick, at least from what I understand. So the Cardinals could walk away from the winter meetings. It's possible, not likely, with a new bullpen arm, Dylan Cease, and the number one pick in the MLB draft. I mean, we can all wish, right? It's around the holiday season. We can all hope and pray that this these are things that happen. Um, but again, it's interesting that the Cardinals are in this position. And, it, you know, they could use that. They could do a plethora of things with that pick. They could likely what they what they should do is look for another a young good starting pitcher that they can just bolster their farm system with so it's a you know that's a positive coming out of a terrible season is that you have this really really high pick in the MLB draft potentially so that's something to watch tonight if uh, and, and likely when this podcast comes out if you're listening to it the MLB lottery might have already been taking place but something to pay attention to and something that we're going to cover on this show as we dive uh, into who the Cardinals could potentially make or select with that pick. And the last thing we are going to talk about on this episode is Yadier Molina. Yes, Derek Gould is reporting that John Mozeliak and Yadier Molina's agent are set to meet to discuss the specifics of his role with the St. Louis Cardinals because he is going to have one. And this is per Twitter, per Derek Gould. He's going to have a role. It's gonna, not going to be a daily dugout role as expected. It will also not be confined to catchers. Um, they want his presence around the entire team when possible. So this means that the, the, the Cardinals are, in fact, we. I, I thought maybe this was dead in the water. And it certainly was when they, when they signed uh, Daniel Descalzo as the bench coach that they weren't going to bring Yadier Molina in as their bench coach. That was clear, right? Because you don't hire somebody if you plan on, you know, replacing them the next day. Doesn't make any sense. But Yadier Molina is going to have a role 
on this staff. And it's it's not going to be a daily role, but he is going to have a role. I think that's nothing but a positive thing, especially, especially, and I know that Derek said in his tweet that it isn't confined to just catchers, but I think this is probably going to help Wilson Contreras more than anybody else because we know the relationship that Wilson Contreras and Yadier Molina have. Um, this Wilson Contreras wanted to come to St. Louis because to to replace Yadi to be the catcher of the St. Louis Cardinals, and so and Yadi advocated for Wilson Contreras. So I think that's going to be nothing but a positive thing to have Yadi or Molina around the clubhouse more often, hopefully than not. So that's encouraging. I think that's a that's good. I think that's that's the Cardinals doing things um, in the best best interest of the team. And that's exactly what they should do. So good news there that Yadier Molina will be a part of the coaching staff um, in 2024 in some capacity. He's going to have a role with the team in some way, shape, or form. And that'll be the episode. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Twitter at STL Card. ST, believe in STL Cards on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D. And if you have a question for the show, you can either dm the show on twitter or you can email me directly at seth.diewold at gmail.com and until next time john mozalock go make some moves at the winter meetings make this into a world series contending team because in my opinion i don't think we're there yet but we could be we could be with a few moves here and there so hopefully the cardinals can do that and until next time go cardinals and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.